now entering Hello, and welcome back to the Horror Sanctum Podcast. I'm Jay with John and TJ, uh, and we received a gift today. Uh, thanks to Screenbox TV, we were sent a screener for Andrew Bowser's new film, Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls. Sounds ridiculous, right? It's not. It's fantastic. We'll get there. Uh, it's a Screenbox, Screenbox exclusive. It drops uh, tomorrow the 14th. Um, it's, uh, if you don't have screen box, why not go ahead and get it? You can download it on your, uh, iPhone, Android, uh, it's available on Apple TV, prime Roku, uh, YouTube, Samsung, Comcast, uh, and screenbox.com. It's, it's everywhere. Uh, it's super affordable. Uh, it's got some great exclusive content, uh, and you get a seven day free trial as well. So go ahead and, and get on that. So you can watch this movie along with us because it is a new movie. Um, now, I've been a giant Andrew Bowser fan for a while now. Uh, I think he's brilliant. Um, and when I heard about him finally making this film, I was super excited. And then I found out that Barbara Crampton's going to be in it. Jeffrey Combs is going to be in it. Um, Olivia Taylor Dudley. Um, so after I found all that, I was just over the moon. And all I could say was shut up and take my money because I'm there. Like I was there without that supporting cast. And then you put Barbara Crampton in there, which you guys know how I feel about her, Jeffrey Combs. And I love uh, Olivia Taylor Dudley and she produced it and helped a lot with the making of the film too, which was cool. So um, again, we got the, the screener today. It comes out tomorrow on Screenbox. Uh, if you're not familiar, the film re revolves around Onyx, the fortuitist, uh, who is struggling to find purpose with his soul devouring side gig when he receives a coveted invitation to the mansion of his idol, Bartok the Great. Uh, here he joins Bartok and his mysterious delegation to raise the spirit of an ancient demon for a once-in-a-lifetime ritual. Uh, we'll try our best uh, not to give too much away with it technically coming out tomorrow. It, it did do one night in theaters. Uh, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's available for streaming anywhere until tomorrow. So uh, if you've listened to us before, you know we're not good at spoilers, uh, but we'll try our best. But uh, just know spoilers are likely yeah so onyx the fortuitous and the talisman of souls it's quite a title it just gets you automatically on the title um i really didn't think much about this movie initially like hearing about it i i i knew uh andre just from social media had seen him and i'd seen the character of onyx and i liked it it was funny i'd always i think it had been around for like maybe eight to ten years it's been around a while and when, when I heard about the movie, I didn't see the trailer, but I was like, okay, well, that's kind of cool. And I didn't really think much about it, didn't expect much. Um, and watching it, I just was like, this is like the best. This is like my favorite horror film this year. It's um, it's really more like a comedy. It is, it's definitely a horror comedy. That's hard leaning, but there is horror in it. But um it just works. The movie is kind of like a big love letter to like the eighties. Um, Onyx is the the best part of the film. He makes it. Uh, that character is absolutely what makes the movie. Um, every time he's on screen, like everything, he's just chewing the scenery, the lines. It's like that character is just, it works on every level. And I didn't know if it would. I mean, the, the runtime is two hours, but it really does work. And the story doesn't drag 
Um, it's an interesting plot and it really does follow along. And I think by the end of it, you kind of see why he needed the full two hours to really make the movie that he wanted to make. Because a lot of times you see a two hour movie now and you're just like, oh, God. But this really, I think, needed it. Um, even from the beginning, I loved the homages, like the very opening of the film. It kind of reminded me of Back to the Future with the kitchen and the stepdad Todd watching like an old black and white film and he's laughing kind of like George McFly. And then if you notice, there's this music in the film, like this, uh, the score at the beginning, it has like a Huey Lewis power of love type sound to it in some of the parts. So you can hear and see all the homages, right? There's, I mean, this whole movie is filled with it. There's a whole scene that's like a parody of meatloaf, uh, which was awesome. Um, the ritual chants throughout the movie that the villain gives Bartok is kind of like an homage to Child's Play 1, Charles Lee Ray, when he's putting himself on the doll. Um, so so many Easter eggs in this movie. And um, even where he works, I kind of, I don't know why when he was, when he what does he call himself? Uh, the Patty Slinger. Like, um his restaurant, something about the animation of the patty that's chasing him in the dream and all, it reminded me of uh, Better Off Dead, because that's what happens in Better Off Dead. He has like a fever dream. He's in the restaurant and the, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of things in there that I homage. You can tell he's a fan of 80s stuff, right? Um, and the movie itself has sort of like a vibe of like, it's kind of like Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. It's that kind of vibe where you have this character that's very like eccentric and entertaining and you're going along this ride for them. And his his character, you could see him taking this character and being like a horror host with it because it definitely has that sort of vibe to it. Um, but yeah, there's so many things in this movie. Um, it's, it's almost like one of those things where you're watching it and you need multiple... Uh, rewatches just to catch all of the things you're missing um even the the there is a part in the movie i'm trying to get out of spoilers not give away too much but there's little things like they there's a scene where they go into a room and they're talking to a box demon and i don't know if you guys thought this but i immediately thought of the boglins when i saw this thing yeah i got I, yeah i felt that too and that's jason marston uh, oh, which okay. I didn't know yes. until the credits. Like I was watching the credits, I'm like, oh, Jason Marston did the voice of that, which was well, that was cool. Yeah, it's um, there's so many and the lines. I mean, my gosh, there's so many lines in this movie that are hilarious. The one it was like when he was talking about the marshmallow fluff and he's trying to open the door, and he's talking about putting it on. Like I'm talking English muffins, I'm talking pop tarts, he's and like, burritos. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but in this movie is um. It really is filmed very well. The acting is good. There's uh, the camera works great. There's even scenes in it that were emotional, uh, even with him, like kind of explaining his character. Um, so I just I I don't have much more to say about it, but it really kind of blew me away how much I liked it. It's it's an A plus for me. It's one of the most quotable films I've seen in a very long time. And the emotional part is one of is a big chunk of what I'm going to talk about. So after TJ, we'll get back around to that. Yeah. Yeah. John, I knew you would pick up on the, uh, that kind of almost 
Jimmy Hart WCW parody version of of Power of Love by <laughs> Huey Lewis in the news because it, it perfectly was just like a hair off from being just without the lyrics <laughs> the Power of Love song which is great um but yeah love layer to the 80s so I didn't know anything about this character or who Andrew Bowser is or or anything about this. I had just in the last couple of weeks been seeing advertisements through Screenbox because I had subscribed to Screenbox have for a while. Um that this is this is I think one of their first real original like feature length films that they've greenlit and have have kind of made I guess in-house or I don't know if they made it and were in on the production side or if they just bought it after it was made and uh made an exclusive because they have some things that are exclusive for for a period of time uh to their platform but then the licenses get on other platforms too this this from my understanding will always be just on screenbox because of whatever their deal was because it's a screenbox original and exclusive so whatever I, think that- I may be wrong but i think they bought it I th- he did the kickstarter and raised the money uh, I think they bought it from him for release. Yeah. Well, obviously they they felt really good about it because they're they're making this kind of one of their tentpole flagship. Uh, ever since Blade Disgusting took over uh, curating content when Cinedime uh, bought Screenbox out uh, about a year ago, and then they kind of let off with Terrifier Two being one of their first big branded things i i see the sky's the limit for Screenbox and 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 their original content and what they're going to be doing and, and if this is any indication of what's to come this and that amazing robodoc robocop documentary which is like a four-part six hour plus long maybe the best documentary i've ever seen on on just a singular film um <laughs> uh, just just because of how expansive and every aspect from development to post-production and legacy that thing is i'm super jazzed about what's coming uh and this film is i knew nothing about this character um and it's great it's it's basically like the horror comedy version of borat right it's like you either believe in the character and you're along for the ride or it's not your thing and and i could see some people thinking this was just a little overly campy and 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 weird but if this is your vibe which it's a lot of horror fans vibe it's my vibe i think it's all of our vibe so uh man i think this is and and we just did a show on when evil lurks which i said i think is the best made scary horror film of the year Uh, i don't think anything's going to change that in the next couple months however i think this is the most rewatchable uh and fun horror film of the year horror comedy it's it's hard to call this a straight horror film although there are horrific moments there there's some great special makeup effects um there's some good like optical uh effects and stuff with some of the magic stuff and like cg it is it doesn't look like the cheap like sci-fi channel original cg the little bit of cg they do use to kind of spice up some stuff it's it's a really well-made film andrew bowser i'm gonna be discovering uh who this guy is and hopefully we can get him on the show at some point and uh it'd be great to get him on in character that would be that'd be right uh that could be fun 
But anyway, I, I'm I apparently he's been doing this character for like eight or ten years, and so now I got to go back into the the annals of YouTube and and discover more of this stuff because everything I'm seeing is just pure comedy gold, and I gotta I gotta discover more of it. It reminds me of back in the MySpace days and the early early YouTube days when I discovered. Uh, there was something with a ninja that I got big into, like Ask a Ninja. Did anybody get into that? I remember, I remember that, but I don't know that I ever got into it. No. I well, mm. I bought the DVDs of that thing because I loved it so much, and it was so obscure, and it was just a ridiculous character, just totally, just living into the character, and and stuff like that. Like sometimes that's just that just hits me right where where I want to be. You know, it's just it's fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. But having said that, this guy, Andrew Bowser, he wrote and directed this thing. Looks like he got it off the ground and got it funded. And so this is a labor of love. And you can really tell the attention to detail and the story structure. Usually uh, a horror comedy that, that goes past 90-ish minutes. This is about an hour and 50 minutes, I think, all all done. Um, but it doesn't feel like it overstays its welcome. And, and like Jay said, it's probably one of the most quotable films of all time already. I've only seen it once. Uh, if this gets a physical release, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the Blu-ray because this, especially if it has any good special features, because I want to see more about how they made this thing. And uh, it does, spoiler alert, leave it open for a sequel. And I hope that they're able to uh, have a lot of success with it with Screenbox and, and Greenlight and be able to be in on the productions and maybe make a series of these things. Cause I, I think they could totally every couple of years, knock one of these things out and that character could live in perpetuity. He could be 80 years old and just <laughs> put on the voice and the, you know, the, the robe or whatever, the hat, the, the fedora. I, as a former fedora lover that my wife made me get rid of I appreciate a good a good commitment to the fedora for for comedic purposes, but uh, I I don't have a whole lot more to say say about it. I didn't know a whole lot about this character coming in. I love this character. Literally, just about everything that comes out of Onyx's mouth is worth rewinding and repeating, and <laughs> it, it could be a T-shirt. Uh, so many things popped me and made me laugh on on this thing that I was not expecting. I thought this would be maybe just a little left to center, being a little too goofy, and I might not be in the mood for it. But even though I wasn't really in the mood for it, because I watched it really kind of in between trying to do work and stuff, you know, and then I just I blocked two hours, and this thing had me from the, the first two-minute <laughs> opening, and I was along for the ride. And I think a lot of people's going to be along for the ride, and what do you think, Jay? So uh, I loved it. Obviously, I've been excited about it for a while. Um, I came across Andrew. There was a movie that came out in 2010 called Jimmy Tupper uh, versus the Goat Man of Bowie that he's in, where he's a drunk, his friends leave him in the woods, and then he claims he was attacked by this Goat Man. So it's him trying to, to catch this Goat Man. It was fantastic. Um so that turned me on to him early. And then his YouTube videos are funny. It's It's been especially funny with this release because he's been doing all these different takes. He even did his version of hot ones where he's doing the wing challenge himself. And he's just, he's feeding off of, you know, previous video footage of the the host, Sean. And he's like answering and like drinking milk and like pouring all this. Like it's hilarious. I, I highly recommend it. He's a genius. Um, I was, 
like I said, it's been on my radar. It was only in theaters for one night, and I don't think it played around here. I may be wrong. Um, that must have been yeah, one been, of those fathom event things, like Sloppy yeah, House. Yeah, it was. Guy. It was. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've I've been itching to watch it. So I'm glad we got the screener uh, screen box. Thank you again. Um, so it's a 98% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. That tells you how how the audience feels about it. I think it's a 65. Uh, critic score which is what i'm going to get into instead of talking about this movie at length and and spoiling it for people because this is truly something i want you to watch if you're listening to this i want you to watch this movie and after i watched it the first time i wanted to go back and watch it again because it's just so funny and and this isn't uh, this isn't shilling because we're we're we got in no. a screen box and and they let us get a screener early because you know we'd be as honest as we can be and we might not shit on it quite as much as <laughs> as we was, do on some episodes but but right. we would be honest i think this is the the best most watchable horror movie i've watched this year i dare yeah. somebody to shit on it without it being something to do with the 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 runtime because even then at a buck 50 i was still kind of wanting more and i watched the credits to the end mm-hmm. um it's one of the best horror comedies I've seen in a long time. Uh, you know, we, when we think of horror com- comedy, we think of uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, Beetlejuice, um, Shaun of the Dead. But yeah. to me, this Ghostbusters this deserves to be named along with all those. If I'm being completely honest, and it just came out, and we just recorded an episode of When Evil Lurks. This is coming out. It's not that episode's not out yet, but in that that episode, I said When Evil Lurks is the best horror film of 2023. That was true until the next day today when i watch this this is number one with a bullet um and it's completely nice. different you know when evil lurks i don't recommend everybody to watch it because you're probably not going to like it this one i highly recommend it um so going back to the reviews this is what i jumped on the most i was just doing a little bit of research on it and i read some agree- some reviews and i agree with most of them except one person his name was mike mcgranahan and he's from Isle seat whatever that is i assume it's an online um movie review site but this is what he said. He said, there isn't a single sincere moment. Bullshit. Bullshit, dude. Like, what movie were you watching? The um, whole thing's sincere. It's just the whole character. thing is sincere. Yeah. And and even from the get-go, because Onyx has a rough day at work, he comes home and he's praying to God or Satan, whoever is available to get him out of this life because he hates his life. We feel his pain in the first five, 10 minutes. And this mm-hmm. guy's saying there's not a single sincere moment. That was a hundred percent sincere. Um, I felt that because I've lived that myself. Yeah. Who hasn't um, been there with a shitty job at some point. Yeah. And, and I've, I've wished for a better life many times. And, and that was as sincere as you can get. Um, there's other uh, like kind of subtle, sincere moments, but one of the other, the, the big one that this guy somehow fucking went to take a dump when it happened was um, when he asked the box demon why his dad left. Mm-hmm. So one of the things about him, he's, I mean, we can call him autistic. Like he's 100% on the spectrum, this character. Whether right. Andrew is, I don't know, he may be. But this character is 100%. He talks funny, he talks fast. And he always says, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. After like almost everything, he's like, I don't know. So he gets this box demon that's supposed to reveal to you your, your deepest fears, I think is what it was. And he says, why did my dad leave? And uh, it goes to the flashback of his dad leaving. And he's like, "What? You know, why are you leaving? His dad's like, I don't know. 
That's heartbreaking because that it's like uh, if you're a game. Of I wasn't fan, I wasn't door. expecting I wasn't expecting like that moment of like emotional impact. Yeah. Like three quarters it, it, through the movie. It wasn't set up for that at all. You know, like I think Kellen, uh, he's not we, we record this one early because we we're just trying to, to fit it in on our schedule. So he's not here with us. But he sent us a quote like, why are all these goddamn spider webs at mouth length? Because he kept walking <laughs> in the spider webs and they would always go straight into his mouth. Like, And then it goes to this moment where, you know, his dad's leaving. Why are you leaving? I don't know. And then he has this tick the rest of his life. I don't know. I don't know. You know, and it's like Hodor from Game of Thrones. Like Hodor was hold the door. And it slowly went to Hodor. Um, so super emotional. So Mike McGranahan from I'll Seat, go fuck yourself. Watch the movie again like a normal person and realize that it's full of sincere moments that like truly pissed me off. And if you know me well enough, you know, I have an addictive personality. This movie is going to fall into that. Like I want everybody to watch it. I'm going to make Lindsay watch it. Like she's probably not going to enjoy it because our, our humor is different, but I want everybody to watch it. I don't want my mom to watch it. Like I just want everybody to watch this movie because it was so good from start to finish and it was funny. Uh, and you can quote it all day, every day. Um, I also like that uh, they did a real demon uh, Abaddon, right which is from uh, the book of revelations. Um, what was, he was known as the destroyer angel of the abyss. Like I, I enjoyed that. Uh, TJ takes like, I can't believe that was Jeffrey Combs. Like I knew it was, mm-hmm. um, he does look very unrecognizable until you he can speaks. tell by like, the oh, voice, but yeah, this is yeah. the, the weird yeah, West is in the him. house. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's got and, the bald and then the one eye. Yeah. 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 Uh, but he was fantastic. Uh, the, the, the whole cast was fantastic. The whole premise uh, you can follow him, uh, Andrew, on YouTube, which I highly recommend doing that as well. Uh, he's got a bunch of little short videos leading up to this film release, mm-hmm. uh, including when he was doing the Kickstarter for it. And they're all super funny uh, and original. Um, one I just watched before we came on, he goes to Disneyland and tries to eat all the uh, Halloween treats in <laughs> 60 minutes. And he's like, sure. But it's just it's so funny. And he's in character the whole time. Um, so highly recommend it. Um, I don't believe him about the McDonald's pills either in that video. (laughs) But watch that one too. Like you've seen the videos (laughs) where celebrities most Googled questions of themselves. He did one. Obviously it's not real, but uh, like the third question is why does he fuck McDonald's Halloween buckets? And he's like, I don't don't do that. And then like the questions with that continue on, like how does he know, you know, what to put inside of it to make it feel better if he doesn't (laughs) do it, blah, 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 blah. It's it's super funny. Uh, That's probably the, there was one with Pedro Pascal and uh, his bestie that played Moon Knight. Um, they, they did one together and it was oh, yeah. But um, very, very funny movie. Uh, it's scre- uh, streaming on Screenbox tomorrow, August the 14th, Tuesday. August, November August. the 14th. We're going uh, back in time with Huey Lewis. Back in time. Hey, um, <laughs> back to the future. And again, so, yeah. seven-day free trial. There's no no reason for you not to check this movie out. Um, so we'll go around and do our rankings. I know we talk about, like, God tier, and Halloween's always going to be God tier. Halloween's always going to be number one. And I gave When Evil Lurks five, and I'll be damned. I'm going to give this one a five, too. Because, like I said, like, there's very few occasions, I don't know, where I watch a movie – and I want to rewatch it instantly. And I could have watched this movie all day today. Uh, I don't know. You know, I could have. And for me, and just the feeling it gave me, the enjoyment that I felt, uh, and, you know, I, I have to go with five. Uh, what about you, John? Um, yeah, I, I can totally get that. I think this and I would say that my favorite straight up horror film of the year was Sick, but 
horror comedies. I love this and I love Renfield. I do think this is better than Renfield, even though I love Renfield. I think this is a better movie. Um, and that character is like, he's kind of like a modern version of like, if Pee Wee or Ernest P. Rural were out now, it's kind of like that vibe, right? It's like someone that could do TV, could do commercials, he could do movies. Like it's, it's addicting and you're, you just, everything. Like you were talking about earlier, the whole dear God or the devil, like that, I still like that was like the funniest line to me in the whole movie. He's praying. Um, but I think for me, it's there's room to grow with it. Um, I don't think it's perfect, but it is awesome. Oh, I, I do love the movie. Um, I think the only negative I could even point out in it maybe is just that without Onyx, Onyx makes the movie right, he is the glue to everything. That's not a negative. It's just that, like, he's. It's almost like when you're watching The Dark Knight, you're waiting for the Joker to come on the screen. Well, it's like the Borat um, thing, right? It's like you're not going to have a Borat movie without Borat, right? It's so. I would say for now, I'm going to give it a solid four out of five. It's room to grow. I go in between, but I'm going to start at four, and over time, who knows, it may go up. It, it isn't four out of five what you said for When Evil Lurks too, John? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, so I think I, I think you might have been four and a half for that one. Yeah, four, one of those. Four four one of those. Yeah. I was four and a half on Evil Lurks, okay. and I'm I'm Maybe going four and a half. I I if I rewatch this a few times, it could get up to five, but I'm going four and a half on uh, Onyx, the fortuitous, and the talent. So that's a solid four folks. and a half. Um, and this is not kissing ass because Screenbox was nice enough to send us a screener. Like no, if I if I didn't like it, I would say I didn't like it. Yeah, and it's like you said, like. When a physical release comes out, I don't care if it's bare bones. That's when we take a shot every time TJ says bare bones. Bare bones. Even if it's bare bones, I don't know shit. Shudder is the king of bare bones. Yes, they are. Um, So before we wrap it up, I was when we were talking back and forth all day, there were two quotes that made me laugh. There were several quotes that made me laugh out loud, but two that I shared with you guys was was one where he's like, oh, fuck, she's a ghoul. And like he looks at the one that shades like, it was just so quick and so funny. And then the other one was in the beginning where he had the little battle cats figures and he's like, God damn, I wanted that minifig so bad. Like that just little things like that was just so funny. And uh, we were, we were texting each other as we were all watching it. And, and yeah. one, one that I, I had mentioned earlier was the only thing that's ever touched my wee wee is my never washed pair of battle cats under roots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. it was fantastic. And I, I'm pretty sure this was a fairly spoiler free episode. So bravo guys, give yourself yeah. a hand. Um, this was a quick one, but that's okay. Um, we all loved it. Go watch it four and a half, uh, on screen box tomorrow. November 14th. So uh, that's a wrap for this episode. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, and to wherever you listen to this podcast, follow us on Instagram. And uh, if you have Amazon music, uh, check us out there. We have a playlist featuring music and artists from the episodes we've done so far. Um, and go download Screenbox. You won't be disappointed. I know TJ has it. I have it. I don't know if John has it or not, but I actually got it when it first came out and it, it didn't really have that many great um movies and things on it now but it's i mean it's blown up and like i think the only thing holding shutter together is joe bob if joe bob leaves shutter it's it's done yeah shutter's I think. done i'm, I'm calling it within the next five years that they they will piss off joe bob joe bob won't won't be on shutter if 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 screen box tv could get joe bob they that would be like a coup of all coups but 
Joe Bob or no Joe Bob, I think in the next five years, Screambox becomes number one horror uh, streaming service just because Bloody Disgusting is doing a bang-up job on curating their content. Look at the content they've added in the last year over there. They got Terrifier, don't they? I think. Yeah, that's that was their first like real original co-branded nice. thing. I just read a thing that said Hollywood pulled funding for Terrifier 3 because of the opening scene, which I assume is the uh, trailer. I don't know how accurate that was. I didn't read the article, but I'll be interested to see if that uh, happens or not. All right. Anyways, tomorrow, Screenbox, seven-day free trial. Go watch it. This is what he looks like right here. Uh, and, you know, send us quotes on Instagram. We'll respond back. All right. Signing off. I'm Jay with John and TJ. And until next time, keep it spooky.